Welcome to Conscious Living here on 100.5 FM CFRO in Vancouver. And my name is Mark Curran. We are here on the unceded territory of the Musketweam, Squamish, and Salatooth nations. I'm really excited to be here today. And uh, it's, it's really an auspicious week happening around the world. It is World Unity Week. And it's kicking off 99 Days of Peace. And I got to say, I've really been honored to be part of this program. And we've been at it for the past four days, bringing leaders from around the world, talking about unity, talking about peace, and the things that need to happen in the world to really create a better everyday life for all of humanity. And I've been blessed to uh, meet and uh, a beautiful soul by the name of Ben Bowler, who I'm happy to call my friend and acquaintance. And Ben is the um, the executive director of Unity Earth, which is a global platform dedicated to empowering unity, purpose, and peace. Unity Earth is a primary conveyor of World Unity Week every July around the mid-year solstice and Peace Week every September around the International Day of Peace. Ben, thanks for joining me today. Is this last-minute opportunity that we uh, came up with to really share your work that you're doing? So, welcome to the program. Welcome to Conscious Living. Oh, Mark, it's uh, great. It's great to be great to be here with you, and uh, great to be sitting down to talk about something that uh, you know we're both passionate about, which is this amazing community coming together and the opportunity to uh, broadcast and tell a new story. Uh, of course, the solstice is in June. Uh, you can tell I'm probably having enough sleep when I wrote that. I said July, but uh, World Unity Week is every year around uh, the mid-year solstice in June, and uh, obviously the International Day of Peace, which we're building up to in September as well. Um, we have an embrace around that, which is Peace Week. So in between World Unity Week and Peace Week is the 99 Days of Peace Through Unity, and we've just we just kicked it off. We're on day four here today and uh, working with you, Mark, and the team at Hubcast to help broadcast a lot of the amazing content uh, has just been just been so much fun and a privilege and we're halfway through the week yeah we're we're literally at the halfway point we've now just you know i think what eight shows a day four days we've done 38 programs broadcasting live around the world with people and leaders 
from around the world, which has really been incredible. And I think it's really a testament to, you know, the way the world has changed over the years, especially the past few years, you know, because of the pandemic, we're doing a lot of these things virtually and bringing in people from around the world. And, you know, we've done a really great job. I, I really want to thank Peter too at Hubcast and, you know, for, for really bringing this stuff and these programs to the world in, in a different way that is live, that is interactive, so that people around the world can actually be part of it in these Zoom environments. And, um, you know, I think it's really great to be able to have this opportunity to share your mission. And what I'm really curious about, Ben, because, you know, I've been behind the scenes, I've been watching you all week. And I, I, I first, I want to thank you for taking the time out of this busy, busy week, because, you know, we know what it's been like that in what we've been doing, uh, I just thank you for for the the spontaneous nature that we decided to do this program today. So thank you for that. And what I want to know, Ben, is how the heck did you get into what you're doing? What's your story, my friend? <laughs> yeah, thanks, Mark. Um, no, I think it's our story, um, really. I think the more we do this work, the more. Um, Incredible souls around the world you meet, uh, like you, like Peter, like everyone in World Unity Week. And I think the one defining feature of everybody, the, I mean, everyone's different and diverse and coming from so many different backgrounds and still different to beliefs. And, you know, there's a tremendous amount of diversity there, which is beautiful and essential. I suppose the one defining factor is um, at some level we all feel called and we feel called uh, into this moment, we feel called into this work. And, you know, there's so many courageous leaders out there that have devoted their lives to somehow advancing the cause of human evolution, to somehow push it forward despite all the odds and the limitations and the not knowing and the external pressures and our own fragilities, just to somehow find a way to answer that call at an individual level. And now as we find each other and we find that our skills and our experiences and our passions are so way beyond just complementary. They're like magic when we come together. There's a there's a new earth rising when we pull our talents and our skills and our experiences in a way that is collective. It's a force like I don't think the world has ever uh, had before in the sense of what we can do together as a community. Um, so, you know, my story, well... Um, I, I suppose like many people that I talk to as well, Mark, I, I, I probably had a, a sense of calling from a young age. And, you know, where does that come from? Um, I didn't ask for it. I didn't uh, choose it. Um, it was just there. And, uh, you know, I had experiences as a child where I, um, you know, was, was, was aware of just like the, the, the wonder and the majesty of existence and life. And... Some of those, I guess you would call them awakening moments. So, you know, there were a couple of ones when I was quite quite younger. And then I grew up in um, in, in an environment um, uh, where I was exposed to a lot of different cultures. My, my father's a scientist and he traveled a lot to, to China and um, right across um, Australia with indigenous communities. And my brothers and sisters and I got to experience a lot of that with him. Um, you know, the real hero of the story is my mum who held the fort and raised six kids while while dad was off doing his thing, you know, and his thing was amazing, but, it, you know, and uh, 
Um, but mum was the one who, who held it together at home. But she had those experiences with my dad out in the desert with Aboriginal communities um, in, in Western China as a 12-year-old. I was there for three months. So I was there from the sheltered suburbs of Canberra. Was, my dad was at the Australian National University in the capital city of Australia, which is Canberra. And I grew up in you know, one of the most sheltered places on earth, which is the suburbs of Canberra. And, you know, to go from there to, uh, to, to, to Western China, up on the Tibetan plateau with Tibetan um, communities and, of course, with the Chinese uh, uh, culture and community as well. In 1985, mind you, so it was before China had really opened up. And they were, we're in a city called Xining, which is a few million people, and there really were no other Westerners there. Um, occasionally, you'd get a backpacker kind of hitching a ride through in a truck on his way to Lhasa, but um, it was pretty wild. And and I guess those sorts of experiences um, can't help but expand your your consciousness. We all know the power of travel, right? At any age, um, and engaging with another culture and meeting another culture and realizing, hey. Wow, uh, the world's a lot bigger than I than I thought it was. It's a lot more rich. It's a lot more diverse. It's 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 just a it's it's just a lot more. And um, I suppose they would have had and no doubt had big influences on me and my thinking and my awareness. And you know, in Aboriginal Australia, I, I, it's a a huge part of our story that my father was involved in the um, discovery of what became the oldest human remains ever found in, in, in the Australian continent, so in 1969, with his discovery of Mungo Lady, and then in 1974 with his discovery of Mungo Man, changed, um, completely changed our understanding of human occupation in Australia. That's a whole story in itself. And um, so, you know, at that point, uh, just to sort of give you an idea, Mark, the scientists in Australia back in the 60s were thinking, how long have Aboriginal people been here? Was it before Christ or after Christ? They were having those sorts of conversations. These discoveries set the timeline back beyond 40,000 years of continuous living culture, fully modern humans, and they were reverentially, spiritually buried. There was ochre and ash and um, ceremony at the, of, the, of the ritualistic of the, of the, um, of the burial. So I grew up with all of that, right? So there's these multi-layers, intercultural kind of answer to it. There's the ultimate answer, which is uh, the mystery itself. Why, why does anyone get called? Right? I mean, ultimately, that's one of those things that's just in a box outside of our ability to really answer. And um, and then there are many different other answers inside. I will say I've always been fascinated and, uh, you know, to the point of bordering on obsessed <laughs> with um, the diversity of human spirituality and uh, all of our different cultures, our religious traditions, um, the prophets and uh, the saints uh, and the great uh, spiritual leaders throughout history um, and our religious, you know, uh, cultures and dynamics and our spiritual movements, old, ancient, new, emerging, all of them uh, fascinate me. So I've, I guess I've just had a passion, you know, some people it's golf or surfing, but for me it's uh, it's uh, human spiritual cultures and how do we find ways to connect them and to find a, a greater whole that allows us all to be who we are in an interconnected way where everything belongs. So that's just been a part of my journey. I've had many different experiences along the the pathway, but um, that's a little bit of an attempt to answer of, uh, you know, what, how did I get here doing what I'm doing? So um, 
uh, Mark, you uh, you want me to come and uh, unmute you? That's a good idea because let's get you let's get your voice in here. All right. <laughs> We've been talking about it all week. The, the mute, the unmute thing. <laughs> I've had the power all week until it's it's a show I'm doing. I think I might just talk for another hour. How about that? No, no. Well, hey, I, and I'm sure the wisdom that you would impart on us would be well worth every moment. So, you know, Ben, thank you so much for sharing your story, and that's really quite incredible. And you said so many things that I certainly resonate with. And you know, the founder of Conscious Living, Andrew who started this over about 15 years ago was really part of his mission as well was to bring in voices to raise consciousness to help you know change the course of humanity and believing that we are here to be in service and to help one another and you know at the end of the day and all day every day really why let's just all get along you know and, and this is the thing that I really loved and I was so I've been so inspired this week about the program you have put together because you have brought in so many people that you know really resonate with me the the learning that these people have brought the inspiration for myself and I know for others because I've heard it my you know for the past 4 days with the programs we've been re leading and it's just really incredible so um you know <laughs> You, you talked about indigenous people raising consciousness and, and the work around the globe, and I certainly agree. And in your programming, I really want to acknowledge the indigenous content and programming that you brought to the table because we've had so many great indigenous teachings, and we just had the... Um, well, it was the World Prayer and Peace Day that we brought in live from California, just outside of Mount Shasta, with uh, Chief Averill and a lot of the people he brought you brought in there, and they brought into their program to really impart, you know, some beautiful, beautiful teachings, as well as uh, you know, share some of the stories about you know the history of the indigenous people in North America and not only North America, but bringing, you know, we've had people from Peru and, um, and India come in and indigenous people from all indigenous cultures. And I think that's really powerful because, you know, one of the programs we do is called uh, spirit plant medicine conference, where we really honor and look at the indigenous teachings it's the indigenous plant medicines and chief phil who spoke at our conference last year said it so beautiful yesterday when he just talked about plant medicine he wasn't talking about psychedelic plants he said psychoactive plants and how plants can help us change and the wisdom that you know we look through history the thousands of years where these indigenous teachings and the way of life you know it wasn't about money and all these things that we've created in our kind of caucasian society or western culture however we want to define that and how we bring it all together talking about nature the planet the water you know the you know just the even you know the woman talking about salmon today was, was really impactful because you know over the course of time tasha who's our uh regular host of the program we do the Vancouver International Film Festival every year, and we get an opportunity to really um, take a look at these documentaries and speak to the people who this work is affecting, you know, talking about the pipeline and how that affects, you know, the planet, the people, nature, you know, even let's talk about commerce, you know, uh, around that and mm -hmm. the impact that that has on the planet that so many people don't um, 
necessarily consider and, and to me that's a big part of what consciousness is is the awareness of our actions of our thoughts of our words not just on ourselves but on the people that we touch every day right yeah absolutely absolutely well there's a lot there mark to 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 kind of like dive into and um yeah it's beautiful the diversity of groups coming together is amazing it's like really rich and i think um we're ready. You know, everyone in their own way has been preparing in their group and doing their thing. And even if their thing it was something that included the whole, but now we're finding each other. And again, you know, like me as a kid from Canberra going to, going to Western China, we're realizing that the whole is bigger than we thought <laughs> and is broader and more diverse. And, you know, we're, and we're expanding in that sense. And so part of it is just building bigger, bigger containers and spaces, which can hold more and more and more and building capacity. And that's part of why it's so exciting to be working with you and Peter and the Hubcast team is because you're building our capacity. And I really want to touch on that because it's a really important part of what's um, uh, allowing uh, us to go beyond where we've been before. Let me talk a little bit about World Peace and Prayer Day. Chief Arvel Looking Horse, back in 1995, selected June 21st to be World Peace and Prayer Day and uh, started it, um, obviously, June 21 is the solstice, right? It's the, it's the summer solstice in the northern hemisphere. It's the winter solstice here in the southern hemisphere. Um, and so since 1995, World Peace and Prayer Day has been June 21, which is going to be today, right, when this goes out. And um, uh, that, that, that platform has been going around the world, uh, uh, World Peace and Bread has travelled to South Africa with uh, uh, Archbishop Tutu uh, Arvel went there. Came to Australia 20 years ago in 2003, up in the bush and up in the Grampians Mountains. And I was blessed and fortunate enough to be one of a few thousand people that was there back uh, when I was a young fella. And uh, it had a big impact on me, Mark. And actually, I remember because the smoking tobacco is um, it's not part of our Aboriginal spiritual culture. It's obviously very much part of the North, North American um, indigenous culture. But Chief Arvel was standing at this big fire and this huge ring of people around him and he's in the middle smoking a cigarette. And it really kind of like struck me as an image. And, you know, it's a sacred prayer smoke. And he put out a call for leadership. And I remember it really landed in my heart. And it was a beautiful moment. And I'm sure it landed in, you know, just about everybody's hearts who was there. Very powerful. So that was 20 years ago today, right? And um, when when you spoke before about the pandemic and 2020 and how everything changed, we we feel that 2020 is kind of going to be a considered an axial year and that really we're in the third year of a new dispensation. We're in the beginning of a new year because everything changed. The way we work, the way we travel, the way we relate, the way we interact, everything transformed uh, through that global initiation in 2020. Even the fact that we were all 8 billion of us having the same experience, which had never happened before, never happened before. And, you know, there are major events like the Super Bowl or people go to the moon, but that, that's only still a fraction of humanity. But um, the pandemic was every one. And so through that collective initiation in 2020, um, uh, we, we, we went, we, we evolved to something that is um, new opportunities began, new doors opened up. And it was really during that period of the early 2020 market, together with key creators like John Raymer from the Sign Network and uh, Emmanuel Kunzelman from Purpose Earth and our friends at the United Religions Initiative, you know, this idea of world unity, we kind of emerged. And it emerged through us as like, well, let's do something 
uh, while we can. Everybody's at home. We can, you know, we've got everyone's attention. Uh, let's do something around the mid-year solstice. And we realized there's so much around this week. There's Now there's the UN International Day of Yoga on June 21 as well. There's World Peace and Prayer Day. There's the UN Refugee Day, which was yesterday, 20th of June. There's the signing of the UN Charter uh, in 1945. Uh, now, some of your listeners may be highly skeptical of, of the UN, but the fact is the Charter is based upon high ideals and uh, it really was a step forward for humanity. Imperfect as the institution may well be, um, it was still something that was an attempt to um, limit war and to end war in its early uh, in its early intention. So the the, the whole date around um, this particular period of time is so rich with all these different events that World Unity Week was like, well, let's throw our arms around all of it and hold all these different things together, the International Day of Yoga, together with the solstice, which is already celebrated by Indigenous people all around the world, World Peace and Prayer Day, um, the other celebrations that people have around this time. It's also World Localization Day on the 21 of June. I'm sure it's a lot more things for us to discover around this, this week. So... Um, that was really the intention to, to connect these things together in an interconnected way. And uh, John Raymer from the Sign Network, uh, who's really in many ways the architect of the convergence, allowing anybody to come on and do a program, to host a room, to convene their group. Um, uh, since So we're now in our fourth year, and uh, it's been something that has been an evolution the whole step through. And as I was saying before, Mark, just to, just to um, close on this, and then I'll throw it back to you. Uh, what Hubcast is doing and what you're doing is allowing us to up our game in terms of the broadcast quality of this amazing content. So today we had World Peace and Prayer Day from uh, up near Mount Shasta, live on location, uh, incredible content coming under the leadership of Chief Arvel. Um, we had the legendary Vandana Shiva uh, in a dialogue with Linda Tucker, who is also a legendary global leader of the White Lions Trust in South Africa, having this extraordinary conversation about the lion and the seed. And then we all also had George Floyd's uncle just with us, um, talking about with the Ungarn Institute about racism and how do we heal it and how do we go forward. It's such a problem for everyone all around the world and historically and presently. So all of these things happen just in one day. <laughs> and if you think about how they all hold together and how they're interconnected and, um, you know, what happens next, the, the content we have is extraordinary. We, we know it is world-changing and transformational. And unless we can get it out to a broad enough audience, it's not going to have the impact it needs to have. So part of that is we got to up our game. There's no point just bemoaning the fact. There's no point just saying, oh, why, where, where's, where's all the people? We've got to get better. Somebody said, uh, you know, we've got to learn to throw a better party. Right, um, and so part of it is doing that. We're taking responsibility for, um, you know, becoming uh, that attractor, which can bring more people in. Mark, more people like you, more people who are already on the journey, who have already got the calling, who have already given their life and their hearts to something meaningful and purposeful, to find other people and to connect and to collaborate and to become something we've never been before. And so, Hubcast, Peter Young, God bless him, and you, and all the whole team at Hubcast, because allowing us to improve. How how this looks. Someone, one of our dear friends, Peter uh, Blaze Corcoran, uh, said his mentor used to tell him, uh, if you've got something which you think can 
save the world, right? Help the world, change the world. If you've got something you think can change the world, then it needs to look like it can change the world. And I think that's what Hubcast is allowing us to do is to up the quality of the broadcast. And that's a very, very exciting thing. And we're still learning. We're here in June. We're getting set for September. Peace Week 2023 is going to be amazing and another step and another breakthrough. So deep bows to you, my friend, and gratitude to you and the Hubcast team because together when we pull our gifts and our talents and our resources in a spirit of generosity, which Peter Young has just jumped into this, you know, I said, yes, we're going to do it. This is part of his mission. And when we do that and you're doing it, you're like all in, I'm going, this is part of my mission. When we do that together, then there's nothing that can stop us. And there's no limit to what we can be a part of creating together. Absolutely. And again, so much there to unpack. You know, you, you, you said um, first, you know, I completely agree because 2020 was certainly a bizarre change of life for so many people. And for those people who um, who know me, one of the things that really inspired me was, you know, I did a lot of work with Tony Robbins and he did these crazy virtual events um, and he just, and I got so inspired. I, I want to be part of doing stuff like this. And I've known Peter since 2018 with some of the work that we've been doing uh, as a client. And I just said, Peter, can we do this? Can we do this? And I, I love the fact that he was always willing to let, let's find the way to bring people together in a different way to, you know, the virtual that we can bring people in from around the world to interact with our guests and our panel and ask questions that we can do hybrid events. We could do a live event with a virtual audience at the same time. And it's to use these tools, like you say, to bring us together because it's connectedness. You know, we've had so much separation. You talk about diversity was a big one. And yesterday's theme being oneness, which is a big part of my life. And when we realize, even though how different we are, we are very much the same and we're all interconnected in a way that creates a global oneness. And when we can work within that framework and, you know, come from a position of love and understanding and not judgment and how can we help, how can we serve and to inspire people because, you know, experience is the best teacher, right? And it's, you know, with some of these things that we've been doing this week, like every day at 12 o'clock, we have Teresa Collins doing the global um, coherence pulse, the global coherence pulse. pulse. You know, the meditations, the sound journeys, the things that we have going on um, to give people the, not just, you know, a bunch of people talking and sharing knowledge and information, but people sharing wisdom, which is a big difference, and providing experiential opportunities that actually work online. And if I want to say one thing to whether you're watching at home, you're listening on the air, you know, it's morning, noon, evening, wherever it is where you are, is to really, you know, I challenge you to embrace and consider embracing this new virtual interactive world. Because a live stream on on, on a on a on a website is one thing and it's great. But I believe if we're gonna build community, if we're gonna bring people together. Zoom is a great platform where we can have our cameras on, we can be talking back and forth, and really having that opportunity that you don't get from a standard live stream. And I think we've proven that really well this week, right? And and really, we've brought a lot of people together. I don't know how many thousands of people around the world have been watching what we're doing, but, you know, it's not just 
knowledge and information, it's experience and wisdom that will change your life, will change the lives of others. Because when we transform, other people around us transform. And it's that ripple of the stone in the pond, right? And as that goes out, you know, it's it's how do we make a difference? One word, one nice thing. We don't know how what somebody's going through in their day. And if we can meet them with love and compassion and empathy and understanding versus judgment and, and criticism, we're opening a safe, sacred space for transformation to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right? And, and now saying that, Ben, because I know you and I could be talking for hours and we already have been for the past four days, but we, we've got a great uh, musical opera, musical experience with Kristen Hoffman, and I'd like you to maybe introduce her and what she, you know, what she does, who she is. She's just a beautiful soul, a beautiful musician. But I'm going to let you frame up our, our next little segment for us, if you would. Well, Kristen is one of the most special beings in the in the in the cosmos. I think she's uh, she's uh, she's an angel, really, and she's given her life to. Her incredible gift of music. I mean, she is, Kristen is a genius and one of the best singers you'll ever hear. One of the best songwriters you'll ever hear lyrically, musically. She's just, you know, and she had a fork in the road in her own career market at one point where she could have kept doing the thing with, you know, Capitol Records and trying to break through and be commercial. And she made a different choice. She went down, though, I'm going to use my art uh, in the service of humanity and to elevate consciousness. And boy, she has uh, just delivered that in spades. T- tonight, uh, on Wednesday night at 7 p.m. in the Zoom room. Well, you're in uh, Australia. Let's just say Wednesday. It's Tuesday. Oh, well, yeah, Wednesday. No, when, no Wednesday night, 7 p.m. Eastern. That's today, right? I mean, uh, it, yep. then, um, like, later today in America. I know it's a Tuesday <laughs> night for you, but... Um, it's always hard trying to define a day in these global events. But Wednesday at 7 p.m., uh, Kristen will be releasing her album, Rainshine, which she's been working on for seven years live, a world premiere inside World Unity Week, which is amazing. But you'll get a sense of it from this video. She is so tapped in and she is so uh, devoted to um, bringing the art and music as a tool for elevating consciousness and to lifting us all up. Uh, and our theme, which you can see in my backdrop here of New Earth Rising, this actually comes from this piece of music you're about to show, Mark. So um, uh, we had a symposium in February for World Interfaith Harmony Week, and our theme was Visions for a New Earth. And Kristen came on, and this is totally spontaneous. This is uh, this is improvisation. She just starts, she calls it a soul om, and she just goes and she lets the spirit take over, and she brought through the phrase New Earth Rising for her whole theme of World Unity Week comes from this piece. So I'm so really excited be- to But uh, before we go to it, Ben, I just want to say, if you're listening to this on air and you're driving, please be careful because this will take you away. It, it's It's just beautiful, and that's what I wanted to say to that because music can change your life. So thank you for that great introduction, Peter, or sorry, Ben, and uh, let's enjoy the beautiful gift of Kristen Hoffman. Yeah.
your feet deep into the earth of it. Sing that song that sings on and on and on and on and on and on and on from heart to 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 heart. 
Raise your candles high, feel those flames unite, that sacred one flame. There is a new earth rising. Now is the time, now is the time. Compassion torches rise, uniting with peace, flame, and unity lamp. We are lighting the flame again, heart to heart to heart to heart to heart. All creatures of this planet, all cosmic beings, all angels, all guides, all ancestors, hear our call, be with us now, be with us now, as we lift up with you, with you, with you as one family. There's a new earth rising. Hear it on the wind, hear it on the wind, hear it on the wind, hear it in your heart, the winds of your heart, the winds of your heart, the winds of your heart. incredible was that you know it's like i i'm with you there ben and and i want to say to anybody if you're listening to this on air uh this evening really we're actually streaming this live the day before you're hearing this on the radio and i want to encourage you to go take a look at our website, constantlivingradio.org, because the video will be up there and you'll be able to see with, with Kristen's performance how everybody was involved, how we brought people from around the world in to enjoy her music, which is what we are working on moving forward to bring people uh, in on a better way. And it's something we're looking forward to uh, doing as we move forward with Conscious Living Radio as well. So, Ben, thank you for bringing Kristen into my awareness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, you're welcome, brother. She's uh, someone who um, is a great blessing and a, and a gift to everybody. So I think, you know, her, her mission is a global one, and uh, you can feel the the holiness uh, and of her intention and uh, her devotion. Yeah, she's yeah, my, a, my crown chakra's tingling right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a blessing to the whole planet, for sure. So her concert is Wednesday, 21st of June. So that's probably today, as people listening, at 7 p.m. Uh, Eastern time. And you can find it. Uh, uh, you can go to the one.stream. You'll be able to watch it and enjoy it for free. The one.stream will take you there, Mark. Uh, so and a lot of the content from World Unity Week is going out there. Well, and that's what I wanted to say is everything that you we've done and and broadcast in this past week is available there as well so you can catch uh chief avril and the um the world prayer and peace day uh talks there you can you can catch it all from everything we've already done and we are starting another four days first thing tomorrow morning as well so there's a lot more excuse me a lot more coming down down the uh internet pipe as we would say and it's it's just an incredible that we're able to to do this work and you know i just want people to really take a moment and and ask yourself what can i do differently if i was to do one thing because it's not about going out and eating the whole pumpkin in one bite mm-hmm. you know we want to be able to 
you know, small changes make a big difference over time. And if we can multiply that from the, what, 8 billion people on the planet doing one small thing to change the world based on the environment, you know, meditation, global coherence, whatever that is, it doesn't mean you have to go necessarily change your life, you know, upside down tomorrow to be part of this movement. It's putting it in your heart first and, and making a difference one step at a time. Yeah. All right. So yeah, Ben, please, please tell people how they can find and see everything uh, that we've been doing again, please. Oh yeah. Well, if you just go to worldunityweek.org um, or unity.earth, uh, well, certainly worldunityweek.org would be a good place to find all the incredible content for World Unity Week and then our platform of uh, unity.earth, which is one of the primary conveners of World Unity Week. Um, you'll find a lot of stuff there, a lot of history, a lot of ways in. Um, but I love what you said there, Mark, about, um, you know, for people just to do one thing. Sometimes it can be overwhelming, you know, and you can look at people Absolutely, who are yeah. doing amazing things and think, wow, I feel so far away from that. I feel so, like, removed from that, per- like a Kristen Hoffman or a Chief Arbor looking or wherever it might be. But I think it's just, like you said, finding, you know, what, what's the, what's the one thing you can do? What's what are you called to do? We don't have to do everything. Nobody's going to do everything. So just doing what you're called to do, I think that's the answer. And there's the freedom. And there's the joy, you know, in that. Because you don't have to go at this like a world on our shoulders kind of thing. Um, we, we, we just get to do what, what we're called to do. And invariably, my, what I'm finding is uh, what people are called to do is something that they are deeply, deeply passionate about, have the skills for, or at least can develop them, um, but have a certain uh, X factor that allows them to pursue that passion and that purpose with a joyfulness. Now, doesn't mean there's not sometimes sacrifices, and that's a that's a word sometimes that you know that people have different take on, but the 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 the, the payout of following your calling is infinitely rewarding. It's infinitely rewarding. There may be some things you've got to lay down along the way, but it's infinitely rewarding. And um, yeah, so I just love your call out for people to follow follow their hearts and follow their calling. Well, absolutely, because, you know, and even if, you know, sacrifice, I understand your, you know, the linguistics of the word, but, you know, what if you had actually ditched something that you maybe habitually do that maybe doesn't serve you to your greatest higher purpose and replace it with something or, or find that path that makes a difference? Because in all the work I've done over the years, you know, you know, we all need to feel safe and secure. We all like to have some variety because it's the spice of life. We all like to feel that we're important and that we matter and we make a difference. We all want love and connection. And what I think so many of us, and we get so busy being busy in this rat race of the Western world and work, 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 work. It's to take the time to continue to grow because if you're not growing, you're dying. Yeah. And the biggest thing that lights me up when I, when I work with people and we're stuck somewhere. The first thing I'll say is go contribute somewhere, go volunteer, go do something that you're passionate about. That's beyond you. That helps others because that's where the juice is. That's where the joy is. I always feel best when I'm giving, when I'm serving, when I'm growing and learning. And if I can impart inspiration, some of the things I've learned, you know, if I could say, if, if somebody just says, well, you give me something to think about, mm. you know, I feel like 
you know, that's my work here is done <laughs> and I'm still here. So there's lots more work to do. And, and Ben, I, I got to just say how honored and humbled I am to be part of this event this week. And, you know, just what it's done for me, even though, you know, we all have that our our own path. This week has really um, been inspirational and impactful for me as well uh, on so many different levels. The growth, the contribution, the learning, the connections. It's like on a scale of one to ten, I'm at a hundred right now. You know, and we're all getting by. You're in Australia. We're all getting by on crazy little bits of sleep, but we're passionate. We're excited. We're having fun. And we know we're making a difference for people. So I, I want to really thank you for the work you're doing. And, and I'm happy to be part uh, of the team to support this global initiative to really create change in the world. And and I think that that's, you know, you know, it's the juice of life. And if you if you don't believe it, my suggestion is try it, test it. Go grow, go go do something beyond you for someone else with no expectation of something in return, just because you care. Beautiful. That's beautiful, Mark. Yeah, right back at you. I know we got to close now, um, but uh, just so grateful to be doing this together. There is a lot of um, enjoyment and a lot of uh, fun and laughter along the way. My final message words, Mark, would be there is room for everybody. And we need everybody. There's a room. There's a room for everybody. And uh, finding there's a out Zoom what... room for everybody. You can join <laughs> us in Zoom. Come, you got four days. Come and join us. Be part Come of the, the in-house virtual audience. We'd love to see you there. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank you, brother. It's been great to sit down with you and have this conversation. Loved it. Look forward to more to come. Thank you so much, Ben. I really appreciate uh, the time that we've had. My name is Mark Curran. You have been listening to Conscious Living Radio here on CFRO 100.5 FM in Vancouver. Until next time, take care of each other, everyone. Listening to Conscious Living Radio. For free show downloads, additional information about our guests and topics, or details about upcoming programs, check us out at ConsciousLivingRadio.org.
Food Bank has been providing support for our cities for almost 40 years and has been vital to helping thousands of community members through the COVID-19 crisis. To find out how you might benefit from the Greater Vancouver Food Bank's services or to learn how you might donate money or volunteer your time, please visit their website at foodbank.bc.ca.